The second quality of presence, in my view, is high, real self-esteem. Self-esteem is essentially feeling good about yourself, simply put. And from that feeling good about yourself comes a sense of connection and empathy with others. You're able to appreciate people. You tend to like people more. You tend to see the positive good in them more. Let's be clear on self-esteem. What is self-esteem? Well, self-esteem flows from your self-image. What's your self-image? Well, your self-image is your own mental picture of your qualities, your flaws, your achievements, your place in the world, your potential, your relationships, and your feelings about that self-image, your self-image, simply put, is your self-esteem. That's the simplest definition I can give you. So the more positive your self-image, the higher your self-esteem will be. And the more negative your self-image, the lower the self-esteem will be. Simply put, a non-technical way of describing it. So a person with high self-esteem will tend to feel that they matter, that people notice them, that their view is worth listening to. They will also feel that they are competent, that they can cope in their jobs, that they can cope with their lives, that they can take responsibility for themselves and others, and that they can win other people's respect. They'll also feel that they like themselves, and they'll feel worthy of another person's love and affection, and they'll be okay with getting close to people and opening up. That gives you a feel for what? self-esteem is like. But note that we're not just talking about high self-esteem here, we're talking about real, <coughs> real self-esteem as well. What do I mean by this? Well, I mean genuine self-esteem. I mean, we all know people who act self-confidently, but deep down, they don't feel as good as they act. And this starts to show itself when they're under pressure. That's when they get nervous or that's when they get irritable, or they procrastinate, they duck issues, they start blaming other people. They get needy, perhaps. Or this can be very hard to spot as a self-esteem issue, they become haughty. That is a sophisticated defense against a self-esteem issue. We're not talking this acting self-confident thing, that's front. We're talking the real, the real McCoy. So a person with high, real self-esteem will feel good about themselves even under pressure. The second thing I would say is that real self-esteem does not rely on comparisons with others. You're not constantly having to feed yourself with feelings that you are superior to the next person or looking to see how bad they are so you feel better in comparison, hoping that they get a smaller bonus than you or a lower achievement than you. That again betrays the fact that this isn't real self-esteem. So real self-esteem doesn't depend on comparisons with others. You feel good about yourself, whoever you're with. In fact, you might be with somebody magnificent in some aspect of life and simply enjoy the fact that here is an admirable human being. You don't feel jealous. You go, wow, wonder how I could be like that. The third point is that it's grounded self-esteem. Um, thinking well of yourself and feeling good about yourself is not the same as an inflated self-opinion. 
and many of us get a bit embarrassed about this and they think this is about inflated self-opinion. It's not. The person with high real self-esteem will appreciate what they're good at and their qualities, but is also pretty comfortable admitting what they're not good at, what they've screwed up, their flaws and so forth, their mistakes, their cock-ups. But they can handle that without triggering overpowering feelings of shame, embarrassment and vulnerability to the point where they start behaving in an inhibited way and start limiting their options. Okay, so that's what I mean by real self-esteem. Now, why is high real self-esteem so helpful to a leader and to you as coaches? Well, self-esteem is essentially self-appreciation. And the magic of self-esteem is, is if you like yourself, if you appreciate yourself, you will strangely find yourself appreciating others more naturally. It, try it. It happens. There is this old saying, if you want to love others, love yourself first. I think it's true. I think it's true. That's the first point. And you need that to connect with your clients. The second thing is, when you feel good about yourself, your fears have less of a grip on you. And that matters because that gives you more flexibility in your responses. More flexibility when you're working with a client and you're having difficulties and you need to find a way around their psychological defenses. Or you're thinking, I just don't know what to do. If your anxiety grips you, you lose flexibility. Oh, and there's a final thing. People who feel good about themselves find it easier to take responsibility and take tough decisions. Leaders who feel good about themselves, don't depend on other people's acclaim. But this matters to you as coaches. You see, if you don't feel good enough about yourself, you may duck that difficult question. You may avoid that difficult challenge, which in other circumstances may appear rude, a bit too pointed, a bit, it's a bit risky, and it's not. It's exactly what's needed in the service of that client. You won't go there. If you're thinking to yourself, oh, I can't say that, he'll think I'm horrible, and then what will I be? <laughs> right, your questions then. <laughs> how, much, <laughs> how much do I really like myself? How significant do I feel my life is? How worthy do I believe I am of other people's attention? <coughs> how truly confident of my abilities am I? And are others as important to me as me. And you don't have to show this to anyone. I'm not going to ask you to swap these and discuss them. This is just for you. Just ponder on that for 60 seconds and give yourself over those five an overall rating. <laughs>